Unleash Today podcast, brought to you in association with iCashGo, bringing automated cash payments and self-service to the independent retail sector. For more, visit iCashGo.com. Okay, hello and welcome to the latest Leash Today uh, podcast. I'm delighted. We've had a great list of political uh, interviews over the last couple of years. And I'm delighted today to be joined by the Cahirlock of Leash County Council, Thomasina Connell. Thomasina, what does the Cahirlock of Leash County Council actually do? So, good morning, Stephen, and thanks so much for having me. Um, as you've said, I've Cahirlock of Leash County Council for the coming year. Um, I think I'm in the role now about six weeks. So, ask Cahirlock. Um, I chair all of our monthly meetings. Um, I work very closely with our management team, being our chief executive officer, and a lot of the senior civil servants within the council. And I suppose really shaping strategy of what we're putting on our meetings, where we're going. Um, and, you know, I would assist um, I- in a big way in setting the agendas of our meeting. In effect, day to day, I'm the face of Leash County Council for the period of 12 months. Um, a lot of the events that I would go to, you know, it, it's up to me to be selling our county and I suppose to be making... Um, sure that everybody knows the good work that each county council are doing on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Um, it's a fairly busy job on top of being a councillor as well, I'm sure. Is it, is, like, is it, is it like being two councillors at the same time, nearly? Um, I don't think I would say it's like being two councillors. I would say the role is probably a bit more um, around strategy for the entire county, as well as my role as a councillor. Um, but I, I definitely think you know it's an easy role to carry out because I can do them in tandem. Um, and I have to say I'm really enjoying the role as of, of Cahirlock of County Leash because I'm getting to see, I suppose, into other areas outside of Port Leash, what people are doing and, you know, even seeing what sort of stuff that we can roll out in Port Leash uh, in the town and my role here as a councillor. Yeah. Um, do you like wearing a chain? You're not wearing it today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, we're very despite here in the office. Like We have to Cahirlock yeah, and no I chain. I have to say, uh, it was when, I, when I brought the, the, the chain home the first night and I, I, I read down through all of the names uh, that are printed on it and inscribed and all the years that other people have had the huge humbling opportunity of being Cahirlock, I have to say it did bring a tear to my eye as to the responsibility of the role that I've taken on um, and all the people that have invested uh, their time and energy uh, into this role and promoting our county. Uh, and I have to say I'm very proud to be able to wear the chain and to have this opportunity for the year. Um, it's much heavier than it looks. Is it a bit of a nuisance? Uh, no, I definitely wouldn't say it was a nuisance. Um it can it can be tricky enough to 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 get it on and off, <laughs> um. But uh, no, I, I I keep it under lock and key because look at as I say, it's uh, it's very important. Does it, it come with is, is, is there a protocol with it like? Uh, in terms of like, is there rules around when you, when you wear it or your behaviour when you wear it stuff like that? No, like, I mean I don't think I don't think a counselor would need guidance on mm. on that. Um, I suppose in terms of the chain, I would um, any official invite yeah. uh, that I would get, uh, I would, I, uh, and I'm carrying out my role, yeah. uh, my formal role as a Cahirlock, I would be wearing the chain. Okay, I, I know it's just it's something that sort of is a bit quirky, like the chain. It's um, you know, do people people respond to it though? Like to see someone in the chain and they think, yeah, that's that's it is a big deal. Like, and I'm not being disrespectful to it, but it is a it is a it's a very noble position, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I think. You know, it identifies me as the Cairlock, and if people haven't met me before, I'm always keen, you know, to introduce myself and to explain what my role is, and obviously, you know, to listen to people that I meet at various events. You know, it's about listening to people. I think the role of a councillor, and particularly as a Cairlock, hearing the voices that we have across the county, um, and knowing, you know, how we form strategy. This is the, the the basis of what we're doing, is actually to provide strategy and policy going forward on the basis of what people in County Leash want. You know, that's what we have to be delivering. 
Um, bring us back when you were growing up and that would you ever t- have thought you would have been a Fine Gael general election candidate and a, a county later a county councillor and you'd be immersed in politics was it, when did that first enter your mind or when you were young was it a, on I the horizon I have to say I'm, I'm not sure it was ever um, on my horizon um, but I think a lot of the experiences that I had in my 20s um, Stephen as you know <coughs> I worked as a solicitor in Dublin and I worked a lot of the criminal justice system in and out of prisons in and out of the district court and I think for me, I was shell-shocked at um, the extreme deprivation and circumstances uh, and I suppose human misery that actually some people uh, is their existence. And I felt really sad about that. And I think knowing that that's out there, um, I couldn't really let that sit unresolved. And I became a member of Fine Gael, I think it was 2007. Um, and after that, you know, I didn't really have a- amb- ambitions to get elected I just wanted to see what was going on. And I joined Fine Gael because they were the values that most aligned, I suppose, to my worldview. Um, and as I, I suppose, went on at the party and listened to what the messages was, I, I, I really felt, you know, I could contribute something with the knowledge I had. I don't think many people day to day experience or have a knowledge of the difficult circumstances that a lot of people are living in. And... Um, I suppose I just wanted to help yeah. and actually be part of a movement or change uh, around that and to have a, a quality of opportunity. You know, in Ireland, people talk about free education um, and I don't think it's as free as we say it is. Um, right. And I suppose from my point of view, um, I think, you know, no matter where you're from, no matter, you know, what your parents do or fund for you, you should have opportunities available to you to progress to make the best of yourself and to realise your potential as a human on this <laughs> on this planet and, and be the best that we can be. And for me, seeing that people weren't able to do that really bothered me. Okay. And what was your first step into going for office then? Let's say, because you were living in Dublin and the, like, yeah, I, I, I've known you, this is the, I, I've known you, I was in primary school with you, you were, we were in around the same vintage and, um, you know, the, the, you know, wouldn't be no overly in contact. I did a, a, a Oh no, I did a course one time with you, but that was after you were a general election candidate. So the first time I, I started to say, just Thomas Connell is a general election candidate for Fine Gael. Where did that come about? So in 2015, I, I was I was kind of living between Dublin and Leash. Um, and I was working in a commercial law firm. Uh, I kind of moved out of the sort of cr- criminal sphere. Um, and I was working in a commercial firm. And I have to say, I wasn't quite sure what I was doing there because... Um, I really wasn't getting much of a kick out of it at all. And I really felt I wasn't helping anyone. I was working in commercial contracts, but it just wasn't really fulfilling. Um, I met with Fine Gael at a meeting and somebody was talking to me about would I like to run? And I said, kind of run where? Yeah. Uh, and they were saying, look, there's an election coming up, which I obviously knew about. But I was sort of surprised because, um, you know, maybe you don't always realise the qualities that you have and it can take somebody to say, you know, we think you can do this. Um, I think that, that, that that's one of the problems yeah. of getting women involved in politics. I think a man will always tell you, uh, you know, all of the skills that he has, whereas yeah. I'm not sure a woman will always put themselves forward so easily. Yeah. Um, so I considered it and I spoke to my family about it. and It was a really tough decision. Yeah. What did they think? What did your um, mother think? Like, your mother taught me. That's another <laughs> one thing. <laughs> it, was, it was a really tough decision, but ultimately, you know, they were, ultimately they were supportive. Um, I have to say, my mother, yes, uh, she, she, she would have taught you, Stephen. She's <laughs> devoted her life to academia and education and all of that. Um, my mother, I would have had very mixed views about it because I think she was, um, you know, worried about sort of 
um, you know, the kind of good job that you were given up and, and all of that. But I suppose, you know, I was in my early 30s at that stage and, uh, you know, I th- I think I took the chance because I, I, I thought, look, I think this is something interesting. I think it's something that I can really um, want to give my all to. And I felt it was something that um, was going to be good, a good fit for me. Yeah. You know, based on the various experiences I'd had. But you, came, you, you contested that general, 2016 general election and you had very low profile coming into that. Did fa- very well. You got over 4,000 uh, first preference votes, if I remember correctly. It was, you just threw yourself into the deep end I, on that one. Like. I, don't know, I don't know if I'd agree with you that I had a low profile. Um, okay. I think, you know, all through, say, my school and obviously, um, you know, you and I would have done community games. I would have been involved in Leash Hunt, Pony Club, Drama, uh, okay. Irish dancing. Yeah. A lot more people knew me then, yeah, than I okay. think people thought. Yeah. Um, and people would have had a lot of contact with me through yeah. things like that. I, I, I will definitely say on the record here, I was yeah. never a footballer. <laughs> uh, so I can't, I can't really claim that I kicked any, any points for Courtwood. Um, but definitely, like, I think I would have had a lot of networks yeah. uh, across the county, especially, you know, where I was from. I went to school in Port Arlington. Um, I went to primary in Rath. Uh, my mother was teaching in a lot of different schools around the county. Um, a lot of people knew my late father, Tommy. Um, so from that point of view, I actually think a lot more people knew me okay, yeah, than maybe yeah. people thought You didn't me. have a big pro- public profile, I suppose, I what I'm saying, in that I regard. I was a public yeah. figure. Okay, well, you are now. You are um, now. <laughs> is, yeah, well, look. Yeah. Uh, what would your father? Your father died a couple of years before you went for general. What would he? Uh, what was his views on my it? My father died in, in 2010, quite quickly, actually. And uh, he was 69 when he died. Um, I think my father would be very proud. Uh, but he was a great man for... You know, never be idle. Yeah. And he'd have you up out of the bed at six o'clock in the morning, going out to pull yours up out of ditches, put up that fence there, or you know, you be if anyone. We any good at pulling yours out of ditches. If anyone ever. Want to hear that? We any. We any good at pulling yours out of ditches. He was a great man for giving. Were you any good at pulling yours out of ditches? He was a great man for giving direction. Okay. I always carried them out fully. Okay. Uh, Stacking bales, stacking small square square bales. Any good at that? Imagine. Uh, I think I think myself and my sisters we 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 stucked or stacked whichever way you want to say it. <laughs> I think we did six thousand bales between us uh, uh, in two days. Okay, mind uh, you do. Oh no, well, as in the three of us, oh, three the three of us, okay, of us yes. were stuck in bales, oh. so we did six thousand small square bales. Okay. If anyone has ever uh, stuck square bales, I'm sure is how you pr- well, in, well in Kuro we still say stuck. Okay, fair okay. I'm, not, I'm not going to argue with the Kuro so, dialect. So you know. Um, I'm not sure it's just all about hardship, but it's definitely a commitment to hard work yeah. and a commitment to getting on with getting on. Okay. Um, and my father would have been a great man for that. You know, I, I, I can't ever, ever remember him sitting still. Okay. Um, and I'd, yeah. I'd probably be... My You're the youngest in the family, aren't you? And you went around a good bit with your dad, did you? Like, did you go yeah, to... I said we were very close. Um, my dad played a lot of cards. A lot of people are, are, are aware of that. They yeah. won the game. Yeah. Uh, with him, he would have played in uh, the, the St. Fenton's Hospital on a Sunday night, a lot of people would have had stories yeah. uh, from that. And, and a lot of us, I suppose, card-playing peers, yeah. um, you know, are, are, are still out there. A lot of them around Port Leash. And yeah. it's always one of the, my favourite parts of canvassing is opening the door and saying, I remember I played a game of cards with your father. Or, I remember, you know, yeah. your father hardening the pot or whatever yeah. it is. But yeah, I think in my... Did you, did you, were you, cool, are you a good card player? I have to say I'm not. Okay. Because he used to say to us... I don't want you playing like me out all night. Yeah. And I have to say, for somebody who wasn't, I suppose, didn't have a very extensive education yeah. himself, he was in the CBS here in Port Leash until the mid-50s. And uh, he probably didn't see a future for himself yeah. uh, in either the priesthood or yeah. going further in his academics. Um, and he took off at about 15 from the CBS. And, uh, you know, 
I think for us, he probably saw the value in education. Okay. My mother was a teacher all her life, and she very much promoted that. Uh, and, I, and I do think, you know, um, I, I think education is a great leveler. You know, everybody has the opportunities. As I've said, I, I, yeah. I, I'm a firm believer in people having access to education and having those equal opportunities. Um, but my father would definitely have seen it as, um, you know, the formal education piece, you know, getting your leaving, go on to education. But he definitely would have had uh, a real um, grow for us getting life experience. Yeah. I remember myself and my sister Barbara, uh, he set us up to time us as to who could change a tyre faster. <laughs> uh, now, I always beat her. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure she'll accept that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think there's things like life experience. He used to bring us out on the roads uh, up around, if anybody knows, up around Mullingross yeah. to drive on ice because he'd always train you how not to break. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's a lot of, like, I suppose, rural skill sets uh, that maybe people don't value as much now as they, as they did. Yeah. Uh, being able to go in and bargain. Yeah. Being able to go in and ask, you know, trying to do a deal. Uh, you know, I, I remember going, say, to the Mart. He didn't go that often himself. Yeah. He would have um, sold cattle up and down. But seeing people barter, seeing people negotiate, and I think it's skills like that that are underrated. Yeah. You know, so I think he'd be very proud. Um, I think he used Would to. Would you be proud of your choice of party? I think he used to vote for Charlie Flanagan. Okay, that's right. Okay. I remember. I remember going to the polling station with him at some point and and telling me uh, <laughs> to vote for Charlie Flanagan. Uh, okay, Charlie so would be delighted to hear that. He, he absolutely would. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I have so, to say, I'm so you went to the 2016 general election. Then you went for the 2019. That was 2019 local elections. Why, why did you go on Port Leash? Because as you said you went to school in Rat. Uh, you know, Cool Row would not be in the Port Leash area. Why Port Leash and not that well, uh, side of the across, county? Um, say it, our Finnegal candidates. Uh, at the time, uh, there really was no room at the inn okay. uh, in the area that I was in. Uh, I'd gotten a really strong response in the Port Leash area when I was running in the general election. Uh, and at that time, I, I mean, I owned a house in Port Leash yeah. then, and I, I, I had moved into okay. my house in back in 2018. And I suppose I just felt, you know, um, I had a much better chance yeah. of getting elected to Leash County Council yeah. in that area. And I suppose, look, you know, long term for me, um, you know, Ballybritis, you know, I'm always back in Ballybritis. Yeah. I'm always out there helping yeah. with different projects. And, you know, people yeah. can call me uh, about anything. Uh, and I'm always willing to help in my capacity as a councillor. Yeah. It's no problem where I am if I'm yeah. in, you know, if pe people can always approach me. But I think for me, having a, an urban base here in Port Leash. Um, I love the diverse community okay. uh, across Port Leash. I think we've a lot. I think we've over fifty different nationalities uh, enrolled in our in the Holy Family Primary School, um, and I really love the fact that we've such a diverse community. Um, and I really feel like I suppose going forward for me, um, Port Leash was where I wanted to kind of be elected yeah. and to try to I suppose do what I can to develop the community here. Yeah. You were sort of um, a little bit screwed by the boundary changes because. For the general election, obviously, Monastreven, you had an office. You still have an office in Monastreven, or is that that was part of your base for the the previous so, general so election? So, sorry, can I just go back yeah. just to, to, to firstly what you said about being screwed by a boundary change? I don't think anybody is screwed. Uh, ah, by you're, you're by unfortunate a boundary, now, definitely. Boundary change. The last boundary change, I think that was in uh, 2017, if I'm, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 2017, yeah. And yeah, look, I, I, I would have had, say, a lot of support around Port Arlington. As I said, I was in school there, I have cousins all over Kilinard. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, I can't control that. Yeah. I can only, I suppose, um, concern myself with stuff I have control about. But and if you yeah. lose, if you if if you lose uh, eleven hundred votes from an area, what can you do? 
mm-hmm. only maybe start again and, and, and try and see where you can uh, gain votes. At, at the end of the day, um, you know, I, 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 I understand that there will be another boundary review and maybe I will benefit from that. But at the end yeah. of the day, all I can do is run an election, say to people what I've done, having worked for the community for a, a, a long period of time, um, and ask them to vote for me. You know, and I don't think I don't think it's about you know um, trying to manipulate uh, yeah, uh, yeah, a boundary. Ger- gerrymandering. We're no, not, absolutely. Not, yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. But no, but I don't think I think you did sort of get affected by it more so than probably other politicians. Like, because if you've got eleven hundred general election votes in Munastreven, Port Arlington, Killinard, and then the next time you go for and you're going for local elections in Port Leash, yeah, I know. Look, it's just the way it was, obviously. But tell. Um, Feeling of getting elected in twenty nineteen, like that was uh, it was a fair battle to get elected in Port Leash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you you stuck it out with me for about three days, Stephen. So, <laughs> um, I have to say, uh, yeah, um, in an election count, you know, and it's my second one. Um, it always it's a very humbling experience, um, and after what I've, you know, after what I've been through, and yeah, it was a fight to get elected in Port Leash. Anybody that ever runs for an election gets 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 a respect from me because it's not easy. Um, I think, you know, obviously I was the one new person mm. to come into our district. So there was se- the seven councillors mm. in the Portleach area. There was the, the six, basically, who were already, uh, who were re-elected, is mm. what I should say. And I was the only uh, income, uh, mm. newcomer, yeah. I should say. Um, so yeah, no, it was tough, and uh, we were down to the we were down to the the, the last on it, uh, but you know I made it, and yeah. at the end of the day, um, you know I was who the people elected, yeah. and look, at, I I I I worked very hard for the community here, um, despite a pandemic, uh, for three years. I've got two years left, yeah. and I hope to go forward yeah. into the local elections here in Portlaoise again yeah. in twenty twenty four. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to twenty twenty four now in a second. <laughs> your first year, your year is here. Look, what do you hope to achieve in that year? A couple of a couple of different things. Um, you know, look, as I've said, um, we have a very diverse uh, community, a lot of different yeah. nationalities all across the county. I want to, I suppose, bring about a, a lot more integration. Okay. okay? Um, I'm working on a couple, couple of projects with yeah. um, the PPN around that at the moment. Um, but I'm also keen, you know, to just, I guess, communities, get communities involved in stuff that we have going on. Let people know what Leash County Council are doing. Doing. I think we do so many brilliant projects, like Junction 17, like our work, say, with the IDA, all the schemes that we have going for businesses. You know, we've got our shopfront grant. We have our business incentive scheme. You know, we have um, the vacant commercial schemes. All these schemes being rolled out by the council. Projects like, you know, uh, the Port Leash Library, the Port Leash Bus Service. Like These are brilliant, the, yeah, brilliant Port Leash Library and Port Leash Bus. But I want to yeah. say is, people need to appreciate what Leash County Council yeah. are doing. Working so hard to deliver for the community you know and i think we need to sell that story you know we really need to sell that's our story this is our town this is our county and we need to tell ourselves we need to believe in ourselves and we need to tell other people yeah port leash that's great that's great spiel thomasina well done <laughs> very very good though was, was, was had you. port leash library that one always attracts negative commentary does that try, like the cost of it um, is, is it justified you know, building a new library at that cost? what's wrong with the current library all of these, all of these commentaries saying, "Oh, you should have used the the money for something else." Um, I, I'm just not sure the people that make those comments how many times they've actually been in a library. Mm. You know, there is really something very special about having a library in the centre 
of our capital town in County Leash. You know, we have a very um, significant level of investment here in Port Leash in terms of our um, schools, both primary and secondary. We've got fantastic schools already built. We're building uh, another school uh, at the moment, as you know, on the Timahoe Road. Like, we're a centre of education. We have one of the youngest populations of under 18s. Why don't we deserve it? Like, we have to really look at ourselves and say, you know, we deserve this. We're a, a, a centre of excellence for edu- education. You know, we, f- for the library, like, anybody can go in and access it. It's, you know, anybody from any uh, background, you don't have to pay anything. You can have, like, it's a fountain of information. Um, you know, and it's also helps people, I guess, you know, to form their own views. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember as a child uh, going to Port Leash Library myself you get to express your own uh, views on what the books that you want to read. And, and you were telling me you studied for your own legal exams I in Port Leash Library. I actually, yeah. at the time, uh, when I was doing my solicitor's exams, I think that's, well, longer than I'd like to say, <laughs> but I used to go to Port Leash Library every, every single day and it gave me a great structure and they were the hardest ex- exams I ever did. Yeah. And this that is these are the FE1 professional solicitor exams, yeah. That's right. And the whole summer, I had a structure. I got up, I went to Port Leash Library, you know, I used that space because at that time, you know, when you're studying professional exams, you're not enrolled in a college. So I had nowhere to, to, to base, study. Yeah. And, you know, it's fine for people if, you know, they have a space at home, but I just felt, you know, it was a lot less distraction mm. for me to go to Get a place. Out. And I guess it, it, it was a sanctuary yeah. for me. When will the library in, a, in, yeah. in a row. When will the library be finished? My understanding is uh, we have under a year left okay. of construction. Yeah. Which I think is is going to be, uh, I think it's early in 2022, but I stand corrected. Early 23. Sorry, 2023. 23. Okay, early yeah. 2023, yeah. And, it, like, I'm not sure asking you to give me a massive breakdown of figures here now on it, but it's not all coming from Leash County Council. There is uh, grant aid from... Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Leash County Council, actually, the, the contribution is minimal. So mm. we're not spending local money. And I think that's something, you know, before I was actually uh, as entrenched as yeah. I am now in, in, in the local authority. Um, you know, people think all the projects that we do, that Leash County Council pay for them. That is, like, if, if, if only that were yeah. the case. We actually only have about 80 million euros of a budget each yeah. year, okay? Which comes from LPT, it comes from our rates. Um, but, you know, people think, oh, that's, that's a huge amount of money. When you think about how vast yeah. Leash is, we have roads, we have fire service, you know, we have all these various... The housing, obviously, is housing. Yeah. And we, we, you know, not again, a lot of our housing comes from national, the funding yeah. for that comes from national government or from approved housing bodies. But I suppose, look, at the, the funding for the library, a lot of that has come from national government. Mm. Now, at the end of the day, it's taxpayers' money. Yeah. But in terms of our local budget here in Leash, uh, there's only been a small proportion, a contribution that the actual Leash County Council would have made to that. But I have to say, I think we need to back ourselves. We need to believe in ourselves. Stop slagging off the library. Yeah. I just think, you know, this is what we're doing. This is going to be a focal point for our town. You look at other towns around that have new libraries. I'm over in Tullamore there recently. Yeah. You know, this is a project that we can be proud of. Mm-hmm. You know, that is going to form a centre uh, of our town. Like, we are a thriving, we are the, the, the fastest growing town now in the Midlands. The biggest population, over 25,000 people. Um, and we have to be proud of ourselves. And I, I, I think I think we deserve a new library. Yeah. And I think it's going to be absolutely fundamental uh, you know, for especially our younger population to come in and and actually, it's a it's a fountain of knowledge. To uh, the Portlaoise bus service—that's another one that interests me. It's come up at various council meetings, and you've you've commented on it a good few times. Explain that one to me. There's going to be a, there's a new bus route on a town bus route in sure. the pipeline for Portlaoise. So, so so 
you know, I actually, um, I'm still surprised that at the moment we don't have a, a, a bus service in Portlaoise, considering the size of our town, okay? And I often, as many people do, you see people walking from Kilminchy. Yeah. And then I think about the amount of cars in the road coming from, you know, whether it's the Mount Rath side, if it's Bellingham, or if it's out the Abilix Road side, or mm. Malik Road. And we have no... We have no Portlaoise bus service. service yeah. So the situation is, a lot of this, as I said, you know, our, our national government has funded this through um, Hildegard Nocton. Uh, I'm working closely with on this. She's the Junior Minister for Transport. Yeah. And we're rolling out, yes, a Portlaoise town bus service. The route at the moment uh, is under... Um, it's being... It's being it hasn't been fine tuned. It's being formulated by a consultant at the moment, uh, a, a company that are that are engaged for that. Uh, but we're hoping that it will be uh, in situ by the end of twenty twenty three. Okay. Um. You know, and and Portlaoise was designated as a low carbon town. Okay. Now a lot of people say, well, what does that actually mean? You know, we have to come up with the policies around that. So that would be less car use on your bike, our bicycle lanes, getting our bus service going. Um, you know, a lot of people, it's controversial, but we've changed the light bulbs to LED. Um, people say it don't work. We've installed our bicycle, um, a lot of new uh, bicycle uh, stands. Yeah. Um, but there's been a huge thing, you know, even around active travel. So active travel is where we're trying to promote people, you know, get them walking, get them cycling. You know, this is really good for us. Yeah. And like, at the end of the day, you know, all of our legislation coming from national government, coming from the EU, you know, we need to reduce our carbon footprint. You know, and like even what they're rolling out in primary schools through education, like recycling, you know, caring for our planet. We're adults. We should be responsible Even for this. Way, yeah. And and yeah. actually, um, I, I will say, I've recently acquired an electric bike. All right. Uh, which I have to say, uh, God, it's a game changer. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. So you go to the council meetings on the electric uh, bike, do you'll you? You'll see me coming yeah, on, the, yeah. on, the, on the meetings now oh, from, from here on on my electric bike. And yeah. I'm... I'm, I've ordered a basket for it, <laughs> and we're flying it. Yeah, brilliant. So as long as I don't cause an accident, yeah, I think yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll be doing all right. right. Yeah, um, That bus, I, I've been at the meetings where the bus has been discussed, and it definitely is an interesting one because there have been two routes promo- uh, proposed, and it not sure if they link up or whatever, but there's a whole lot of various stops around the town, and it definitely is something, I think, that will be... Uh, Will be used when it, when it beds in. It's definitely one that is that affects. It will be of value to to a huge amount of people. Um, what's the worst thing about being a county councillor? Goodness me, I I I'm I'm not sure. I think there's really any bad yeah. downsides um, of being a councillor. It's all great, is it? Um, uh, you get fed up of all the meetings. No, I really enjoy the meetings. Okay. Actually, <laughs> Stephen, yeah. you're there with me. Of course, I enjoy. Well, the we're not at all of them. There's some um, of them are in camera, obviously. But I think uh, sometimes I find that the progress of being a councillor is having to tell the public how long things take. Okay. And that for me can be frustrating. Um, you know, and I I, I think ha- trying to, uh, having to deliver bad news. Okay. You know, people come to me and really like it's difficult, difficult circumstances looking for housing. Yeah. It just breaks my heart, and I c- like what can I say? Yeah. You know, you're on a list. It's not I can do for you. Yeah. You know, and, and, and whatever about the social housing, you know, seeing people trying to get mortgages, trying to get planning permission, <sighs> you know, it, it's, it's a ca- a, a, as a councillor, yes, we have certain powers. But as I said, the policy and the strategy that's coming from Good Europe, that's coming from yeah. national government, um, you know, is all about getting people to live in urban areas and, um, you know, planning permission out in the country can be very, very difficult to get. Um, <laughs> and, and for me, delivering bad news is probably the okay, worst part of being yeah. a councillor. Do you, do, as, as do, do you enjoy uh, what, as what Charlie Flanagan calls the cut and trust of the council chamber? Because it can be fairly um, 
vicious at times? Uh, I would say heated. Heated, a fair enough, yeah, better use of a word. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think I've always enjoyed uh, uh, heated debate. Or okay, yeah, healthy um, debate. Healthy debate. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and uh, as a solicitor, it just happened that, you know, I got involved in court work. Uh, and I guess that that, that would have been yeah. my bread and butter for uh, I guess the, la- the last fifteen years. What's harder, the so council or the court? So, so I wouldn't have been um, debate; wouldn't have been uh, new for me. Okay. And I think now, after three years in the council chamber, I can hold my own. Okay. Yeah. What's what's <laughs> what's more de- um, what's more uh, demanding? Standing up for yourself in court or standing up for yourself in the council? I think I think you know um, the skill set is the same. Uh, but I think in the chamber, you know, you're standing up for I- your area. Yeah. You're standing up for more people. You're standing up in a public forum where you have a mandate, where you've been elected by people. Um, and I think people, rel- in, in some ways, you know, you've got more of a res- responsibility. Yes, of course, you know, as a solicitor, you have your solicitor-client relationship, yeah. uh, you know, and that that's a standalone, um, that's a standalone, um, I suppose, entity. But I think... Uh, it's probably a wider community when you're representing a wider community and standing up for what their views are. And uh, yeah, I would say it's it's sometimes it's 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 it can be hard because you're fighting eighteen other <laughs> voices yeah. of yes, other councillors. Yeah. Um, you know, what everybody wants to yeah. get their five Do minutes. Is, in. is it a challenge being like a lot of the councillors are full time councillors? You are not. You you own your own. But how many people do you employ if it's this so practice here in Port Leash? So I would say I'm a seventy five percent councillor, twenty five percent. Solicitor before I was yeah. Kilhirlock, and now I'm probably ninety nine percent Kilhirlock. Okay, um, I'm very lucky. Uh, yeah, I do run a small business, and um, which I always say is the bedrock of our uh, economy. economy. Yeah. Uh, I've eleven people working for me, nice. um, but I have an excellent team, and the business is running itself really okay. now. And I dip in and out and check everyone's okay. Um, but I suppose I'm very lucky with the staff I have. They're extremely supportive of what I do as a councillor and what I'm doing this year as Kilhirlock and. Uh, you know, I think they're all very proud of me, and um, you know, in fairness, they're 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 happy to hold the fort if you like. Okay. And what what do you look most looking forward to in your year as Cahirlock? Is there anything you can is there anything you can achieve in the year, like, or or is it sort of more longer term? Yeah, but no, I I mean, I think like okay, there's 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 a couple of events coming up. Obviously, we have electric picnic. Yeah. We look forward to that and being Cahirlock yeah. Addison, and getting to see not only okay what we're doing here, um, we we'll say with our local um exhibitors at the picnic you know but also to see sort of what the new things are after two years of no picnic yeah. and coming back now three years later um what uh what that's going to be like and if it's going to have changed and the other thing i suppose is we have the world and national plowing championships come up in september Um, i'm really looking forward to that and i think that's going to be an absolutely fantastic event and it's just so humbling for me to be able to i guess you know um as here like leash county council be opening events like that be inviting you know, dignitaries from very, all really over. enjoyable, all like over. Um, <laughs> being at the very centre of that. And oh, doing absolutely, doing it, yeah. absolutely, yeah. and it's a huge honour. Um, um, but you know, uh, I'm sure I'll learn a thing or two about ploughing. <laughs> okay, uh, by the uh, end yeah, of the yeah. three days. Yeah, f- f- um, finally, what, what's the end game for you? You're very young in the political space. Uh, wh- wh- what's the end game for Thomasina Connell in in the political scene? Are you? I'm not sure I can see an end game, but I can see my next game. Okay. And for me, um. Politics really suits me. I think it suits my personality. Um, I feel that I'm effective. Uh, a lot of people say I'm normal. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I have to say, I've always enjoyed other people. Okay. And I always love, you know, um, understanding 
you know, issues, get into the heart of stuff, get into the crux of the issue. Um, I've always been a problem solver. Yeah. You know, no matter what it is, I'm always, I could be driving along in the car and I'm saying, right, how are we going to get around that? I don't really take no as an answer. Okay. Um, but in terms of my next chapter, I'm here for this year. I'll be running in the local elections here in Port Leash in 2024. Yeah. Uh, we're due to have a general election before February of 2025. Yeah. Uh, I've relished an opportunity yeah. uh, to be a candidate. Um, but I suppose, you know, I'll have to see, uh, you know, let the cards you fall you, 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 Because that'll be nearly 10 years on from the, la- the general election you did contest. Sure. You didn't opt to put your name forward in 20... You were, sure. you were, you were, you were, you were at conventions, but ultimately you, you didn't contest yeah. the second time around. I think... It'll be the right time for me um, in 2025, hopefully. I think that'll be the right time for me. And it's funny, you know, running in, in elections and being part of our political system, you learn a lot about other people, but you learn a lot about yourself. Um, and I think I made it tough stuff, probably more so uh, after, after, I suppose, getting through two elections and... You know, you don't realise the grit you have until you really have to dig deep. And um, I think there's there's a lot more to come. Okay. And I think and the next election, like, is, is that as a running mate to Charlie Flanagan, or are you going to be the? Or, or like I'm, not sure, kid, I'm not sure how it's going to pan out, but I think after the census, but I think it'll go back into uh, a five seater, but perhaps less of the county. We're okay. not quite sure how that's going to look. Yeah. The, the other outcome could be that Leash and Offaly are back separate. Back in their own, yeah. And. You know, I can't really foresee Leash being a four-seater. Mm. Uh, our population is over 92,000 now. It's rising every day. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, Leash is a great place to yeah. live. Why not? Uh, but we have over 92,000 people living here. Um, but, I, I, you know, if Leash is a three-seater, we have to, Fine Gael as a party, mm. and me as part of that process, we have to look at, you know, what the best outcomes for, for that is, how we can achieve the most amount of seats across the country. Um, that that's basically what you want to contest the next. You want to contest well, the next general election, anyway. Absolutely, and yeah. I, I I'm not. You know, I don't think there's any big secret about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's always been uh, on the agenda for me. I have the experience of being a general election candidate before. Uh, I think you know I'm a s- savagely hard worker. I always have been. Um, I do think you know politics is a, is is a good fit for me. I really enjoy it. Okay. You know, and, and I have to say, I get great... Uh, Would you look forward to being I going up to the doll, would I you? Find, I find it very rewarding. Will I look forward to the doll? I, su- I suppose so. Like, you know, thinking about my first day coming in at our AGM and Leash County Council, I I, I felt starstruck. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I, I, I'm bigger, so humbled. Bigger, bigger I'm so humbled by all of it. And I, yeah. I, I suppose, look, you know, if I do ever get the opportunity to walk in the the doors representing County Leash and Dáil Éireann, I have to say it'll be a very proud day for yeah. me. And I'll be very proud of, I suppose, my achievements to date and myself, but especially my community and county for putting me there. Yeah. But, you know, I think uh, yeah. we'll have to, let, we'll have to ca- let the cards fall as they may. And at the end of the day, it's up to the people um, whether they want to, ele- to, to, to vote for me and to elect yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think that's the beauty of democracy. As, as somebody told me when I started out, never forget, we're all just one. You know, <laughs> yeah. everybody just has one vote, vote yeah. and it's the collective of that. It's the collective of what that means, you know, and what the outcomes of that are for us as a society. You know, as ninety-two thousand people, it's a huge amount of people to be responsible for. Uh, you know, and 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 to be trying to do your best for them and trying to like at the end of the day, people want more. They want a better life, and it's a, for us in po- in in the political sphere to do our best to bring that about through what we have control of. And I think in the council, yes, of course, you know, 
we can uh, bring about strategy and we can definitely have a say and we can bring things to the fore. But I think it's national government, you know, national policy and national strategy about delivering on that front is how we can achieve more in County Leash. So, you know, I think to date, I think Charlie Flanagan has been absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, he's been uh, a TD in Leash for, for decades now and I think he's delivered so much for the county. And I think, to be honest, um, he, we probably don't realise uh, how much Charlie Charlie has done because he doesn't yeah. shout it from the rooftops. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a very humble a humble man and I think he's been uh, amazing. He was fantastic as a minister. I think he's a brilliant statesman and I think we should be very proud of him. That's what I was touching this very briefly before we finish up. Charlie probably gets more social media abuse than any politician in this county and like he's right up there. He gets a very hard time on social media. Is that, is, you've worked alongside him. Well, I think it's a disgrace, Stephen. I think it's an absolute out and out disgrace and I think people that you know do that to politicians online need to have a seriously hard look at themselves. As I, you know, people, I don't really get much abuse, but anybody that gives me a stick, I say, do you know what? Why don't you stand up and get yourself elected and represent people? You know, it's not as easy as it looks. And I think we need to really look at ourselves before we start criticising. Um, you know, like I said, just going back to even, you know, looking at our own projects here in Leash, we should be clapping Leash County Council on the back for what they're rolling out here. The Port Leash Town team, we have brilliant directors inside Leash County Council every day working so hard to deliver for us with cycle lanes, you know, getting like all of our active travel going, getting all of these initiatives, like the local enterprise office, what they're doing for small businesses like you here in Leash today, like me, like every other small business, giving people jobs, you know. And, and I just think we need to be looking at ourselves and saying, you know, promote ourselves. Like this is Leash. This is what we need to be selling. And we need to be telling people our good story. And I don't think, you know, slagging off or slating uh, our public representatives at any level is acceptable. And in a really vicious way too. Look, we'll leave it at that. Tom Senior, really enjoyed the chat. You have a long road ahead of you in politics and we hope we'll chat to you many more yeah. times. Again. Here, look, Tom Senior Connell, thanks very much for your time. Thanks, Stephen. The Leash Today podcast. Brought to you in association with iCashGo, bringing automated cash payments and self-service to the independent retail sector. For more, visit iCashGo.com.